Welcome to this special episode of CareCast, recorded live at CareNet's 2019 National Conference in St. Louis, Missouri. In this episode, you'll hear Roland Warren, CareNet's president and CEO, interview one of the conference's keynote speakers, Angela Minter. Angela is the executive director of Sisters for Life, an organization dedicated to protecting the sanctity of life through sidewalk counseling, radio broadcasts, and supporting parents in need. Angela shared her story of redemption, encouraging our conference attendees to stay strong in their fight for life. Let's listen in on Roland and Angela's encouraging conversation. So Angela, you were here at uh, the CareNet conference this year in St. Louis, and we were just delighted to have you here as a keynote speaker. And uh, so we want to spend a little bit of time talking about what you told the audience yesterday. Uh, I've already had a number of people come up to me and just mm-hmm. tell me it was just a home run. Oh, wow. And they were so inspired by what you, what you said. So Price for the, our folks out in podcast land, mm-hmm. love to have you kind of talk a little bit about that and also mm-hmm. just share a little about uh, a little bit about your ministry and, okay. and what you do and, and, and some of your story if you, okay. to your degree. All right. Well, I love it. First of all, just thank you so much because you guys blessed me to be able to come. And this was actually an answer to prayer. You know, when the Lord called me to start doing the work of Sisters for Life, uh, which is an organization that our, our mission is to uh, advocate for the mothers and the fathers and their babies, um, the preborn babies, but moms and dads as well. And then families advocate for them when they find themselves faced with an unplanned pregnancy. But in doing that, um, God began to call me to, to speak. To be okay. to be a voice for the voiceless, um, he says, uh, "I want you to awaken, train, and mobilize the the church as a whole, but the historically black church in particular, to um, end abortion in the community and to see families restored, to see uh, young people have a transformation, and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ so that God could be glorified." But in that, he says, "I'm going to send you to be a voice." And so when I began to hear about Karenet, I thought, "Lord, I would love for you to use me uh, to minister to the." People people to the women uh, at CareNet. And that was many years ago. Wow, and then, uh, oh, yes. And so really, that was an answer to prayer, you know, when you guys reached out to me. So quite an honor. Um, you know, our, our organization um, does a lot of different things, I would say. Uh, it's kind of like you're, you're uh, one of your staff members. They're the executive director over stuff. Well, it seems like, <laughs> seems like God put a lot of stuff on yeah. our plate, but good stuff. Uh, but one of the things that we do is sidewalk counseling. And it's a huge part of the ministry. Right. And, uh, and then raising the awareness with a radio broadcast and um, co-ed mentoring program, abstinence education. Uh, we have an uh, initiative called Marriage for Life because we believe that you save the baby, you save the mom from abortion. You're simply not going to right. uh, see the healing that needs to come place, come forth. So yeah. uh, we do Marriage for Life as well to see marriages and families restored through that. So uh, that was birthed out of my own personal experience with abortion. My, uh, my husband and I, uh, we were high school sweethearts and we... We ended up paying money for two of our babies to be killed through abortion. So the ministry is birthed out of my own personal experience. Wow, that is something. So, yeah. so talk a little bit about like what you do in terms of the sidewalk counseling work, mm-hmm. work that you do. Okay. Um, just what's the dynamic that happens there? What's mm-hmm. the environment like? And, mm. and 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 what's your objective there in terms of what you're trying to accomplish? Okay. Well, you know, the, the environment is a hostile environment, uh, mm-hmm. as you could imagine. Uh, we do sidewalk counseling at the, it's called the EMW Surgical Center in Louisville. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. And um, there, we they have, uh, they have what we call, some called death scorts, you know, and that's basically the people that are escorting the women into the to the mm. surgical so-called surgical center, which is no more than a, a killing meal. I mean, they they average killing uh, three thousand babies a year. Wow. Uh, so that means that you have three thousand women, uh, you know, that are being um, 
devastated, you know, right. by the abortions and, uh, and, and, and fathers that are being devastated, families that are being destroyed. But they average about 3,000. So God called us to do sidewalk counseling there. Uh, really called me. I did sidewalk counseling there by myself for about seven years. Wow. So what would, <laughs> yeah. you, so what would you do? Someone would be getting out of their car and then, yeah. you, then you... What would you do? Well, you know, uh, when you do, when you talk about the sidewalk, we don't have a buffer zone in uh, in Louisville, so they would they would get out of their car or they would you know come from a parking lot, and then you would uh, first of all begin to to try to um, well, let me just really say first of all you pray, Lord, give me the strategy to know the, exactly the words to right. say, you know, open up my mouth, you know, when I open up my mouth, you feel it because they're different women. A lot of the stories kind of sound the same, but it's, they're different people, yeah, the you know, background in terms of why they're. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, they're coming down the sidewalk. And so you would have information basically to try to put into their hands. But one of the things that God causes me to do and our team to do is to really um, make sure that they understand that we want to meet you where you are and we can identify because some of our team, you know, have had abortions before. So one of the first things I say is, listen, my name is Angela and I, and I, I have paid money for two of my babies to be killed before. I, I want to let you know that I love you. I love you. God loves you. I'm here to help you. Whatever you choose today, just know this, that we want to be here for you, you know? And so that's kind of, you know, right off the bat, I've been where you are, you know, if it's the, if it's the mother or it ends up being the, the mother, the the mother's parents, you know, that are bringing her there or the boyfriend is still going to kind of, kind have come like that to let them know I have been there I paid money for two of my babies to be killed and oftentimes that allows me to get a little closer than someone else that doesn't come from that perspective yeah no, that's, you know? a, that's a powerful powerful way to sort mm-hmm. of connect with them mm-hmm. right away exactly right. and mm-hmm. so do you do you then it, let's say the person stops and they listen and, mm-hmm. and then comes with you what, what's your objective then do you help mm-hmm. connect them to pregnancy centers mm-hmm. or, or what what kind of work do you do after that at that point when you have sort of a, a person who really has that moment of reflection mm-hmm. uh, that would cause them to maybe reconsider at least it for that moment mm-hmm. uh, having the abortion? Yeah, well, the the objective is to make sure that we're offering them immediate help. You know, and, and fortunately, in our city, we have a pregnancy center that's right next door to the abortion mill. Wow. You know, so it's uh, um, uh, beside you for life. Oh, you know? yes, yes, yes. right next door. So, yes, you know, Monica yes. Henderson is the uh, executive director there. And so I have a relationship with them. But it's beautiful how God set it up. There is the abortion mill. And then, you know, within 100 feet, there is the pregnancy center. Mm-hmm. So my objective is, listen, have you had an ultrasound? You know, l- let me take you over here. And I, I begin to advocate and begin to talk to them about the resources of the pregnancy center. Right. Even though I don't work there, I let them know, hey, there's beautiful people over there. There's some beautiful, loving, caring women that would love to be able to sit down and counsel with you, find out what your needs are. Depending upon your circumstances and how far along you are, they may even be able to give you an ultrasound. I don't promise an ultrasound because right. I understand that sometimes they can't give one. So I don't want them to expect something that they can't. And then we kind of sabotage what God wants to do because I promised something that they can't deliver on and I'm not on their staff, you know, gotcha. but I can let her know these are some women that you can trust over there. Mm. Let's go over there and find out, you know, what their needs are. And then I'll go with her because, hey, I'm the one that that engaged, you know, so I need to follow through with her. And so we go over there and then oftentimes, you know, but sometimes let me just go back, back up. Sometimes they don't want an ultrasound. They don't want to go to the, to the pregnancy centers, but they have determined they're going to go ahead and keep their babies. Mm. And so with my organization, Sisters for Life, these women are generally very young. You know, they're in their twenties. Well, we have a co-ed mentoring program. So I immediately asked them, I said, listen, I want to get your number. 
You know, mm. I want, I want to, I want to plug in with you. You know, give me your number. Give me your number. Here's take my number, but give me your number. And so they're kind of caught off guard by that. And the, but they already are saying, hmm, this woman, I can trust her. You know, or right. I can trust them. So next thing you know, they're giving their their correct cell number. And so we immediately start talking about, let's get you involved in our mentoring program. And let me just share with you what that's all about. And so that way we get an opportunity to get them set up with, you know, hey, coming into a program and changing lifestyle. And then when they give us that number, then we start asking the question really that that gentleman has said downstairs. We haven't said, uh, were you, you know, what do you think? Have you thought about spiritual stuff? We haven't said that before. But what we say is, you know, were you spiritually? Mm-hmm. If you say, where are you spiritually? People are going to immediately start telling you. Right. You yeah. know, and then that, make, that makes it that deeper connection, which is necessary to get them to sort of transition mm-hmm. into thinking more deeply about what's mm-hmm. happening inside of them mm-hmm. and to see it's the on ramp to someone saying, okay, this, this child growing inside of me mm-hmm. is creating the image of God. And, and mm-hmm. then what should my response be, mm-hmm. be to that? So that's Ex- great. Exactly. So, so I think you had mentioned that how many folks you've been able to how many little ones you've been able to mm-hmm. intervene and, and mm-hmm. help? I think you mentioned that yesterday, I think, yes. in your presentation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But let me let me go back just a little bit, if that's okay. Because when, when we ask that question, where are you spiritually? Mm-hmm. That's the strategy that God's given us to go ahead and share the gospel. Oh, okay. You know, because they're going to tell us where they are spiritually. And then we're going to tell them how much the Lord loves them. You know, Absolutely. and I'm going to tell them, hey, listen, you know what? When I was in this situation this, this, and this, you know, but it gives us our opportunity to share the gospel with them. And we've had women to not only, um, change their minds about the abortion. So back to your, your question, um, God's used us to rescue over 800 babies since we've been doing sidewalk counseling. So that means over 800 women and I mean, mothers and fathers and families, you know, that have been spared from the detriment of abortion. And I say that because I have two children that are, I mean, three children that are living in the earth, two in heaven. But my daughter Mm -hmm. said to me, I just wish I had a big sister. Our sons, I mean, on separate occasions, not even in the same room, you mm-hmm. know, have said, I just wish I had a big brother. You know, mm-hmm. when my daughter said that, I said, you know, I'm here for you, but you don't understand. I wish I had a, you know, I had a wish I had a big sister. You know, she mm-hmm. loves her brothers, but man, she's our oldest, you know. Wow. I just, I mean, you don't, mom, I mean, Ebony and Jasmine, they, you know, they're sisters and they're my first cousins and they're like sisters to me, but it's just not the same. I, I just wish I had a big sister. You know, mm-hmm. my, my boys coming up, you know, individually, separate occasions. Man, I, I just wish I had a big brother. I mean, you know, I love mm-hmm. Uncle Aubrey. I love, you know, Uncle Jack Jack, but I, just wish I had a big brother, you know, and then I have to think, you know what? You have a big sister mm-hmm. and you have a big brother. Mm-hmm. But because of a lack of revelation on my part, uh, they're both they're both in heaven. So mm-hmm. when I say we've saved families, you know, we're talking about those siblings and just the whole nine. So, yeah, over 800 babies uh, that, that rescued. That's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was just a powerful story that you shared yesterday. Mm-hmm. So why don't you for the time that we have, why don't you share a little bit about what you talked about yesterday and sort of mm-hmm. the call to action that you had for Ralph's because I think one of the things that certainly people told me afterwards mm-hmm. was how encouraged they were and how mm-hmm. you were really um, ministering to them mm-hmm. um, because you know this work is hard and mm-hmm. frustrating there are a lot of obstacles and opposition and right that. right and it was very encouraging so why don't you as we kind of close up okay. give, give the listeners some insight into what you were 
Okay. Them yesterday. Well, you know, my my assignment really, you know, with some, a lot of people have what they call speaking engagements. And and the Lord showed me early on, you're a voice for the voiceless. And I'm not sending you on speaking engagements. Uh, these are our missionary journeys. And this the message is going to be a missionary message. And so the assignment was really to bring forth a, 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 an encouraging word to the women and let them know that that God wanted them to know that he had taken care of everything that would possibly concern them and that all they need to do was really just walk by faith in that and and begin to declare what the Lord says about them and he wanted them to know that he had already pr- provided for them and that while they're doing and taking care of his business he was going to certainly take care of their business because I know women doing this work men doing this work the enemy will come in and try to attack so my assignment was really to give that message and to and to really be prayerful that there would be an impartation that they would leave with with revelation but just knowing that God did something on the inside of me uh, during that time. And so I I, um, I just trust God that he did that. But that was really our purpose. And just to really just infuse them uh, with faith, you know, because there's so many promises in the word. And God says, my promises are yes and amen. You know, uh, women going into the pregnancy center and then seeing an ultrasound and sometimes leaving and going and having an abortion, that can do a lot to your soul. And I know that because I work with the pregnancy centers. They're my friends. You know, and I know the story. Sometimes I come off the sidewalk and they're sitting in there and they're just like, wow, this, she went in. The lady went in. Did you see that lady that went in? And, and, I, and I stand there and I let them know, you know what? In the name of Jesus, they're all coming out. You know, in other words, I let them know God's hearing our prayers. You know, they're all going to be saved, just infusing them with faith and building them up. And it's the same thing that God really wanted to use me to do here. And um, I just trust God that that was accomplished. Well, that's an encouraging word. And like I said, I and multiple people and mm. just a response. Not everybody gets a standing ovation <laughs> when you got to tell people to sit down. You Praise God. Did. So yeah. I'm so thankful that we had an opportunity to connect. Yes, and I am too. an opportunity to be a part of this. And oh, so I really am too. Much work we'll be doing together in the future. Yeah, well, I'm so grateful. And thank you again so much. And blessings to you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more Pro Abundant Life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.